There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to episode 485 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. What is happening, boys? Glenny, it's been ages since I've spoken to you. But, you it know. feels like it, mate. It feels like I just miss you so much. It feels like ages since I spoke to you, and it feels like we spoke for about fucking six hours yesterday. Yeah. Holy it, shit. That was a cunt. The trenches oh. you've been in together. Oh, no, really. We just wanted to... Tr- we were secretly hoping... Each of us would drown the other just to put us out of our fucking misery. Look, I don't want to overstate it, but like re- recently, as part of my my ongoing you know work from home situation, where I have like two monitors and the second monitor usually has like a TV series or something going the whole time to occupy my brain while I'm working. Recently, I've back to back did fucking Band of Brothers oh. and, and and the subsequent The Pacific. Yes. And I am, and and I don't feel like I'm exaggerating to say that what what Glennie and I went through yesterday is probably worse than than um, people involved in both conflicts, <laughs> frankly. And <laughs> that's what like that that's what it felt. Like. A, it felt long. It felt longer. <laughs> it felt like, <laughs> like like if you remember, if you remember Band of Brothers, like you know when they're doing the the, the Battle of the Bulge part, yeah, and dug in the snow. That's what it felt like yesterday. <laughs> that's what it felt like. It was a cold winter's day. <laughs> Watching. Like, just like the Pacific. I can imagine Glennie like crawling out of a hut 40 years from now with his Tigers jersey all tattered. Hasn't he? <laughs> no one's told him the season's over. No, yeah. no, one's, no one's told him. The Still undefeated, cats. <laughs> no, no, no one's yes, told him it's three, de- it's three decades since they went to Perth and fucking two decades since they folded. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. The chairs in the stadium oh, so- fell down. They sued your club yeah. into oblivion. <laughs> yeah, that is true. And, and who, who, I don't know who was it with the quote. At least was we got those two points from that Cowboys game. Was it was it Lee with the quote, or was it Pascoe? And they said that oh, it was like you know the it was like a third world yeah, third world country. stadium or something. Lee. Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> Lee Hag, as I like to call him. Hey, um, shout shout out to potential new listener, um, my man from Costco. Uh, was at Costco today, and uh, and and I ran into to what could only be described as Dennis Rodman's son. Um, oh Jesus! Was, I know he, the he, guy. Yeah, I know the guy. He's a, tattoos, he's, tattoos up and he's a Lakers up and down fan. his arms. Right, is you okay? Because he's got a southern. He, he sounds like he's yeah. from the south, yep. and he's uh, like ta- tattoos all, all you know all up and down his arms. You know, like exotic, like flamboyant. Yeah, jewelry and and like you know diamond earring and everything. Yeah. Like, I swear he's he looked like he's like he's, he's short. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. but otherwise he looked like he could be Dennis Rodman's yeah, son. That's it. He, but um, he get, but yeah. So I was lit. wearing the I was I was wearing the hoodie. I was wearing the hoodie today, and uh, and he's and he's like, oh, you know, I'm not going to do the, you know, try and do the accent or anything. But he's like, oh, yeah, where's where'd you get that hoodie from, man? Like, <laughs> and, and I'm going, oh, it's actually um, 
uh, podcast or do. He goes, oh, for real? And he, he pulls out a bit of paper. He goes, write down what it is. I'm going to throw you a fucking, I'm going to throw you a like and I'm going to subscribe because you know, you, you know how it is. Like, yeah, we know what it's like over in the States, man. Like everyone's got to try, you know, everyone's trying to get after it and, you know, and every bit of support helps and everything. So write it down what it is. And, <laughs> and so I did. And, you know, if he's listening. Man, I'll tell you what. Ser- thanks for the stellar service there, Costco. I'll tell you what, man, that dude's <laughs> fucking great, right? In so much as I will purposefully stand a couple of trolleys extra in the line. Just to get him on to the To get his checkout. Yeah. Because that's a fucking good, like, two or three minutes. Because, yeah, you go to Costco, like, we yeah. we stock up, you know? Yeah. Um, but there was one, and he, like, he, uh, he said that it was. I, I was wearing a very clean sixes hat. Right, and I said, "Yeah, that's that's not the one that I fucking throw on the ground and and stomp on." And this was pre the fucking Harden trade. This was this is when Ben this, Simmons this, was still yeah, taking that's shots. It. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he he's a Lakers fan, so right. um, yeah, the Lakers had had a, a pretty miserable season that year. So yeah, fucking shout out to to the freshest guy in Costco talks basketball yep. to you every night. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. It's funny because the guy before he didn't say anything. He didn't say anything to the guy before, and I was like, uh, what's, "What's this guy going to be like?" And then he was, and then, and then after we walked out, I was, I was with my daughter, and she's going, oh, "He was, he was friendly." <laughs> yeah, 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 no, he was. Yeah. But, um, yeah, legend. Um, I'll tell you what, I had one of those moments on the weekend that that you can only dream of in life, and it's made me rethink my entire fucking opinion on prayer circles and God um, and all of that stuff. Not so much what manly players think, but just on the existence of a higher power. I was going to say, you, got, you, you, you just come over super homophobic. No, 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 no. Like, like I'm, I'm talking about the, the higher power, not the, the fucking the low IQs. Uh, but so uh, driving back from the Gold Coast, about to get on the highway... And like I drive a diesel four wheel drive. It's it's not mm-hmm. exactly a fucking speed machine. And tell you it's a fucking expense machine at the moment. Oh yeah, not cheap. As someone as someone else yes, who drives yes. a diesel fucking vehicle, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm ready for fucking Desert Storm three to bring my prices down. <laughs> Fuck yeah. me. Uh, but coming onto the highway, and there was a guy in a fucking. Mercedes with um, uh, like yeah you know, the the super personalized number plates. Okay. Um, that that I I think alluded to the fact that he was a QC. Right. So whether that stood for something else or whether it was a, a you know lawyer or whatever the fuck they are. Um. And he is so far up my ass. I'm thinking of getting him to check for cavities. Yeah. Like so far up my ass. And yeah. so I'm like, well, you know what? I'm I'm not an irresponsible fuckhead, so I won't break check you. But I'm just going exactly as fast as I need to go to get mm-hmm. on here and to merge at 100. And then I'm going to get over and just fucking continue on. You fucking do you. You just sit, sit up there yeah. as much as you want. Whatever happens, happens. And so then he's done that thing where he's fucking like, cut across three other people and all the fucking yeah. lanes, got in the right-hand lane and fucking floored it. There's another car in the right-hand lane and he's up their ass too. Just fucking so far up there. 
And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, look at this fucking clown. And you tried the whole thing of, oh, look, you know, maybe his kid's in the hospital and he has to go and get there and da 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 da, da. No, yeah. still a fuckhead. Still, still, still you want to reach your destination though, mate. And so then he's done the same thing. The guy in front of him's moved over and he's just revved up to the next car in front, sat up that guy's ass as well. And I'd forgotten about him. He'd moved off out of sight. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon he was clocking 160 or something up the highway. And then traffic sort of slows down for a bit. And I can see someone pulled over in the right-hand lane. And so it slows down, but it's moving <laughs> around him. And we're, we're there, and, and Em's going, oh, my God. Oh, has he been busted? Has he been busted? Has he been busted? And no, he hadn't been fucking busted. He'd set up the ass of the wrong guy, and someone had fucking brake-checked him. <laughs> and, and he blinked. And the front of his fucking Mercedes was folded all the way in and out of this big fucking Porsche four-wheel drive was stepping out a very heavily tattooed Gold Coast occupant (laughs) in a singlet. (laughs) So Yeah, that sort of karma doesn't happen nearly enough. Oh, I'm going to fucking hold on to that moment. And that little beep beep I gave him as I went past and him locking eyes with me. That's oh, the word. That's, that makes anything oh, worth it. There's, there's nothing better than slowing down after they get busted or something yeah. like that and wind your window you, down. Fucking Ricky Stewart and let wishes them know he you had know. that closure. Fucking <laughs> 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 <sighs> 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 brilliant. Lovely. Now, obviously, there'll be more about that on Wednesday night, uh, which will be great because the actual penalties and everything will be concreted in. I mean, we have heard that it's looking like uh, like twenty grand and, and a week suspension for for Ricky, but uh, that'll be concreted in probably by Wednesday, so we can actually talk about it yeah. in a bit more detail, and uh, you know it gives time for for more details to come out as well. The way that this show works and the way that the rugby league gods you know give us what we need for episodes, I'm certain that there'll be fucking super eight video <laughs> of of Jamin Salmon doing whatever he did a decade ago <laughs> that some kid that some that some parent took with a fucking handy cam <laughs> and, and uh and that'll be that'll be on the internet in uh, 48 hours so we'll be able to yes. see exactly what it was and talk about it in more detail although let's be honest I mean you know Ricky's 100% wrong and uh there's not like, much to un- yeah un- unless unless fucking super eight handicam footage of Ricky's kid being black and 12-year-old Jamin burning a cross on his front lawn emerges. I'm not sure it's appropriate yeah. for Ricky to hold on to it. Yeah. But, but you know, then there's also like there's, a, there's that the sort of power dynamic thing as well where he's a fucking long-tenured NRL coach Yeah, using his forum to fucking talk about a kid who's just barely played. Yeah. You know, yeah. so like, you know. Anyway, but I will say, yeah, love no chaos. Hate to Ricky. Love the chaos. <laughs> love chaos. And, and Ricky and, and Ricky Stewart is one of the premier fucking chaos agents yes. in the NRL. And I am, and because he doesn't coach my team or any of our teams, yes, just give that man a mic and fucking let him work. Like, and also, it does not affect other, me at all, except for enjoyment. But the other of thing chaos. is, though, we also don't have that risk of him actually ever achieving anything ever again. Yeah, yeah. So it's very safe. Yeah, hundred percent. So very enjoyable, very safe. So it's, it's not like it's going to be. Oh fuck! This is Craig Bellamy going off the deep end. Like, yeah, yeah. So yes, yeah. And then he, then he uses that hatred just to fuel the fucking 
fuel a championship yeah. reign by his next That's side it. or whatever. Yeah. Where... <laughs> yeah, Ricky's, I mean, he'll use it to blow things up more than fucking build. That's how, that's how he goes. <laughs> um, now, round 21, let's go to the results. Thursday night football, we kicked off with the Sydney Roosters 34, defeating the Brisbane Broncos 16, much to all of our surprise, because I'm pretty sure we, we all went Broncos on this yeah, one. Yeah, we did. Um, we did. The Roosters 34 came through a double to Nat Butcher. Tries also to Paul Momorowski, Angus Crichton, Luke Keery, and Joseph Suwali. Walker 5 of 6 conversions. The Broncos 16 tries to uh, Kurt Capewell and a double to Corey Oates with two conversions to Reynolds. At least for one week, I think I was, I was wrong about the Roosters. They completely owned the Broncos in the opening exchanges of this game and, and, and took full control and never looked troubled. They spent 60 minutes in second gear, and, and overall, I think it was pretty impressive. Um, That's the part that is, a, is a tro- the, the weird part, though, I mean, and is the, is the 2022 Roosters-ish part of the game, whereas they looked at the start like better than they've probably looked at any point in the season. Mm. Yeah. But they still had that long tri- tract of time where... They're just they, literally they were the, going through they were, the, they were the bang average Roosters mm. that we've seen this year as well mm. at times. Um but yeah, like Broncos, has the fucking is the air getting let out of the tires? Oh, I getting, think they should. Are they are they going to, are they going to fucking slow down towards the end of the season? Has it all been too much? Lack of experience. I think we need more evidence than just this game, but I think they definitely. Showed. What about the week before when they lost to the West fucking Tigers? Yeah, well, they were completely dominated by. This class is two team, games. This is two games now, Glenny. <laughs> two games uh, and a hard run home, haven't they? Yeah, they have. So, they, they show they've got plenty of improving. T- to do to be amongst the real contenders, and I'm not sure the Roosters can maintain um, the level that they showed when they were, were on fire in this game to, to to be one of those contenders. But they showed Brisbane where they need to be, and Broncos, Brisbane have shown on several occasions that they they can match it, but it's about doing it when when it counts. And if you're starting to put these sort of performances together. As you say, Nate, back to back, when we're really starting to get to the pointy end of the se- of the season and head into the finals, they've they've got to turn that around. Yeah, and w- the unfortunate thing for the Broncos is it's their defense that started to let them down. Like they mm. they still looked fairly slick in attack, and they've still got players out there that that are very fucking dangerous you know, wherever they are on the field. Um, Reynolds is still going to manage the game for them for the rest of the season. But it's in those effort areas, and especially in defense, where they let themselves mm. down. There, there wasn't a time in this game, and one thing the Broncos were really good at this year compared to, to other years, were those, those lock-in periods. And you see the good teams do it. All of a, all of a sudden, there's a, a great kick, and Reynolds gives you more opportunities to do this than most. You know, there's a fucking cracking kick, it's in a corner on the goal line and it pulls up just outside. And they're forced to work it away. And you can just tell everyone in that line is just like, right, boys, everything you got, five tackles. Pin them in their 20. And that can turn the momentum in a game. And if you can do that a couple of sets in a row, you can break a lot of teams. But the defensive Broncos displayed this week and, and last week isn't up to the standard they had in the the middle of the season. And I think that's probably the the frustrating part if I'm a Broncos fan is that they had an opportunity to bounce back. There was a game they should have won and got thoroughly beaten 
and they didn't take the opportunity to answer the critics. Mm. Fair point. Anything else you want to say on that? No, not me. Lovely. Not particularly. I mean, they've got it. They've got the Broncos should split their games coming you know, down the home stretch there. But depending on what they do with those games, you know, coming to the last four games of the season, depends whether they're going to be, you know, one and done in the finals. Yeah. Finishing like as, you know, probably, as, you know, potentially as low as eighth. I mean, I guess potentially they could finish out of the finals, but I don't see it happening. But, um, yeah, I mean, could be as low as eight or they could, you know, get I, themselves up to I, I did see situation. something. I did see something on Reddit today where someone had gone in and gone a, like they'd done every potential outcome of how, mm-hmm. how high they or how low teams can finish. Yep. Um, a, a little bit of it was misleading because obviously there's some teams that yeah sure they could finish as low as, but they're yeah. not going to lose to the Titans and the Warriors and the fucking yeah Knights. like the like the Broncos could could easily finish ninth or tenth provided teams underneath win all their games and yeah, in the way that they lose it. all their games yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know re- realistically uh, the Broncos despite the way they're going I mean I think they'll I think they've got the Knights covered yeah. you know coming up this week yep and it, that should be enough to get them home yeah spot on. Spot on. Unless they take some absolute fucking floggings. Um, Joshua in the Facebook group said, uh, Bronx got to learn some defense if they want to win this. Roosters jogging through the line. Uh, Claire, did anybody else see JWH and Radley spraying Sam Walker after that try? Yikes. Yeah. Rugby League World loved it too. Fuck Apparently yeah. Robbo loved it as well. Yeah, fuck yeah. Look, if it's fucking deserved, I think, you know, I don't think the Roosters anyone should really have certainly within the Roosters organisation should have a problem with it and, and we've you know we've, we've had our our say about JWH and what he does but it's vastly different him criticising someone especially in an attacking play than the you know Gutho screaming at Sivo after fucking he blindly missed someone mm. you know, so, yeah exactly um, Alexander oh legend of a guy he said sorry I'm late boys I was busy upvoting every comment shitting on Tessie on Reddit <laughs> that is funny I think I replied to him but it is funny with Tessie knew where, they, where he came out in the media like the, the week before last when the when all the stuff was going on with um, Reese Walsh coming over to the Broncos next year and he came out and said I'm ready to you know I'm, I'm, I'm ready to make you know it doesn't worry me that Reese Walsh is coming over I'm, I'm here to stamp my fucking name on that number one jersey and I'm like fucking mate you're not even number one before Reese Walsh even comes over. <laughs> I mean, like you. I mean, Tamari Martin's fucking had you all season, mate. Like, and the only reason he's not going to have you next year is because they're swapping him for Reese Walsh, so, and he's not going to be at the fucking club anymore. Like, like oh god, uh, Jason said, Victor's jersey looks like the rear windscreen of Vincent Vegas' car. <laughs> he was gushing a bit, wasn't Fuck, he? Wasn't he? Uh, yeah, that was Tristan. A bad one. Yeah. He said, I reckon I could fill a schooner quicker out of Radley's cut than out of a tap. Love oh. to see some claret. Yeah. I mean, uh, the uncharitable people would say that he's a cunt and it was his time of the month, but... <laughs> uh, Cruzy. He said, bunch of peanuts. Go back to Q Cup, most of you twats. I tell you, Cruzy's fucking been enjoying this season as a Broncos fan, but geez, he turns quick. Doesn't he? I was going to say... Turns quick. Like, this... Even this performance was objectively better... Than anything you've dished up for the last two years. Yeah, more or and less. Fucking <laughs> hell. Um, yes, there that you entitled go. Broncos fucking that entitled Broncos fan base attitude. To me, that's a guy that. Oh god, it's like two years. There's absolute amnesia. Yeah. They have a season where they're in, you know, in the eight for the majority of the season, and all of a sudden they've forgotten the last fucking two years. That is that. That's <laughs> come on. That that's the that's a guy that buys fourteen dollar milkshakes for his son. 
<laughs> five years ago. That was when that she, was a long time when ago. Shit was cheap. <laughs> I was going to say, that was a long fucking time ago. What a, what a pull. I'm, I'm hanging um, on like Ricky. Like it's, it's, literally, it's literally a joke for like you, me, and him. And his son. I mean, that's... Who's probably now 21. Yeah. Yeah. And even he's looking back now, he's got a guy there and earned a living for himself. He's like, God, God damn, what were you buying me $15 milkshakes for? Could have had a life. Could have had a car, man. Investments, dad. Ugh. Now i to eat these fucking baby ducks. Uh, could have had fully, fully fucking grown ducks. Yeah, exactly. I could have sold those ducks. Could have had picking duck instead of this fucking half-formed balloon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Friday, the pub slot game. Uh, the Melbourne Storm 32 defeated the Titans 14 down at Amy Park. Where else? The uh, Storm... Uh, had 32 points by virtue of a hat-trick to Cameron Munster. Uh, Coates, Bromwich and Young Tonomapea with tries, Munster four conversions. The Titans 14 tries to Firma, SSE and Brian Kelly with Tanner Boyd, one conversion. As we continued incomplete round or fucking inconsistent round where another team <laughs> come out of the blocks looked fucking lethal and what they shot out to, what, 16 nil yeah. in, in a matter of minutes and looked like they were going to absolutely fucking annihilate the Titans. Yep. And then we sit back into what was, again, like a thoroughly unenjoyable... Yeah. Yeah. Weird fucking grind. Still obviously work to be done in Melbourne. and I feel like a couple of the kinks were ironed out, but certainly not enough to to put them back on the same pedestal that they enjoyed for, for much of the early and, and mid part of the season there. Um, I wouldn't say by any stretch of the imagination that they're out of the slump or the funk that they're in. And um, One real positive, obviously, Munster, I thought he was outstanding, delivered some big moments, um, which ultimately were the difference in the game. Scored a hat-trick. and um, So Storm, whilst not dominant from start to finish, and, and as I said, still plenty of work to be done. Yeah. I guess they dispatched the Titans without really getting out of fucking third gear. Yeah, it's very reminiscent of, that, of the Roosters game, though. Like, they, like if you had have polled me after the first 30 minutes of the, those two games... Yeah, 80-0. <laughs> I would have been very bullish on fucking the rest of the season for the Roosters and the finals prospects for the Roosters. And also, I would have been saying, oh, yeah, look, Storm, look, they're back. Yeah. Right, despite the fact that we were saying, you know, it's the worst back line they've ever trotted out. They did make a number of changes, though, to that back line before mm. kickoff. But, um, and it didn't really resemble... At all, what it was on uh, on uh, Wednesday when we were reading the team list, yeah. but it, despite that, they still <laughs> looked amazing, and then looked less than amazing for almost every minute thereafter. And it was really just by virtue of that hat trick to Cameron Munster that they beat the Titans. Exactly. Like, and, and his just overall performance in the game. I mean, because they didn't show a lot after that opening uh, salvo. Correct. Well, yeah, you, you're probably right, mate. And, and it's also like the Roosters game, a, a case of the opposition determine the outcome more so than, than any team being great or, or being back. <clears throat> you know, if that Roosters team had beat a, that top four quality Broncos side that we saw earlier in the year, you'd be much more confident about the Roosters. Just like if the Storm had actually put a sword through one of the other contenders. Because they'd, been the they'd beaten that top quality Gold Coast Titans team of... Up, up to... 
round never. two of the finals. <laughs> <laughs> like literally never in the history of the franchise. Oh, man, they, they were one pass away from beating the Roosters in the finals last year. Yeah, but they only got in there through by virtue of that fucking Warriors game, that game in the um, in the last round yeah. and everything too. I mean, they Bradbury into the finals. They almost Bradbury into the second round of the there finals, except the cunt got up before you got to finish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do we have there? Chris, you said you can take the knock the Noffer out of Tiger Town, but you can't take the Tiger Town out of Noffer. What do you think of his <laughs> debut for a first-grade club, Glennie? Oh, look, he finished the game with a smile on his face, which you don't see often. <laughs> <laughs> and and honestly, it was a fairly it, it was just a fairly quiet performance. Nothing really went down his side that yeah. much, to be honest. And yeah. You know, the Titans were all playing down the left, and and so it wasn't. It just wasn't really. I mean, you know, the Storm was scoring tries down down the, the right, and the the Titans were scoring tries is down this, the left, and so it was just kind of he was out there watching the game. He was this is the greatest indication of just how poorly coached the Titans are. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Eh? <laughs> yeah, David yeah, but I mean, his first game for the club, and they don't run any plays down his side. But like, but it's even that thing of well, okay, yeah, take take the Noffer jokes out of it. You're you're absolutely right though, there, Glenn. Take all the Noffer jokes out of it. Any player comes in and it's, oh, yeah, this guy's been with them for a week. This guy's mm. had three training sessions let's, with them probably. Let's test him out. Exactly. Yeah. Everything goes... And also, and, and also with the with the shuffling of the back line that they'd done as well. Yeah. In other, because when young Tom Mapea only came in, and like his coats, they only came in after Wednesday last week. That's mm. it. So... Um, Sharky Dave, he said, the storms are done. Stick a fork in them. Won't make the third week. To agree, John. Oh, it's hard to say. Done. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Like, it's hard to, de- to declare, you know, for for a certainty that they won't because you've just got to look at, you know, some of the look, things. Once that they get into the finals, not much. You know, yeah. Once they get in the finals, they'll have a different mentality. Yeah, they will. I feel. And like Mun- Munster is that that freakish of a talent. That yeah. That yeah. He's he's look. He's one of those players. You know, like a Cleary or whatever. If if he's on the field in a big game, the opposition is 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 focusing extremely heavily on him. Yeah. And no matter what form he's in, despite the fact that he's in the outstanding form, so the only caveat I put in is they do need they do need Hughes as well to be True. there. They, they can't lose another piece yeah. out there no. because it'd be, if it becomes a situation where they can focus strictly on Monster, yep. then they yeah, then it becomes yeah, another thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John. He said, Storm never looked like they were going to win, except their opposition had other plans. Lucky escape. <laughs> uh, Levi, he said, Fafita's showing the haters why he's on the big money. Some tough try-saving efforts and big moments when needed. Oh, no, wait. That wasn't David. It was Jojo. Disregard. Cut as a dud. <laughs> <laughs> Michael said, hashtag Storms again. This is why I love rugby. Even with the umpire against us all season, we jag an important win against a tough side. Bring out the cold Brusoid decaf lattes. <laughs> oh, he's the greatest Storm fan ever. <laughs> That's my favourite Storms fan, for sure. Fucking hell. There we are. He's obviously not a Storms fan at all, but um, well, maybe, it was a bang on. It was a bang on impersonation. Maybe he's the truest Storms fan Probably more authentic than any other Storms fan I've ever encountered. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way I it's the way I like to picture them in my head. <laughs> They're all like that. Except for that except for that fucking orange menace. Uh, 
the Parramatta Eels 36 defeat the Mighty Manly Seagulls 20 at Brookvale. Um, in front of what they say was a sellout crowd, uh, 17-1-3-4. The Eels uh, had a double to Mike Sivo and also tries to uh, Pinasini. Blake, Opacek, and Gutherson. <laughs> so fucking juvenile, <laughs> but right up there with Frank Penisey. I don't know. It gets me every time. My best, my best friend in grade five was David Penisey, you know what I mean? So, like, I'm still holding on to fucking jokes from, like, you know, from back then. Dude, um, what was that thing one of the guys put in, in their group chat the other day? Like, in baseball, they fucking make fun of all the players' names. Like, yeah, you know, there's some, some guy whose last name, what do they say, sounded like an egg or something? Yeah, what was his fucking? Yeah, like they, yeah. they literally. They say it sounded like they said they made a joke like egg, eggs over easy, uh, and so yeah, they started talking about eggs. Yeah, yeah, they literally made egg jokes about all the. Fucking I think baseball. Players. Baseball is kind of that's that's the mechanism via which baseball will will rise again as a spectator sport. I think because they because they're like very very far below like you know, NBA and NFL, um, that that sort of social gear. Yeah. Well, is what's gonna is what's gonna get things ignited as, again as it should be, as we as we all know, fucking triangle cricket can fuck right off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I couldn't remember what you called it last. I couldn't remember what you called it last time. I mean, you know, like oh, you, could say, you, you, say, you could say you could say you could say diamond. You could say diamond cricket because I mean, you know, there's, there's oh. four bases. Well, two I mean, two triangles just, is a diamond. I'm just so. trying to. Help. Oh, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to get. I'm just trying to get. To, just trying to you to get your sledges accurate. You know because you know double the, the, triangle cricket. Because you know because you know yeah. the baseball fan will come at you. Yeah, exactly. Like probably I mean, probably one that listens you know to the show. Maybe two. Max, they're only but, yeah. they're only allowed to run a certain amount at one time. So I reckon I'm pretty fucking safe. <laughs> <laughs> How many punchy punchy cuddle fans came at oh. you? Or spinny 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 tights fans came at you? Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> fucking ignorant cunt. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Wait till till I call soccer singy, singy, nothing ball. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that one I can get behind. (laughs) 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 Fucking triangle cricket. (laughs) Yeah, triangle cricket. This cunt. I'd make it. I'd, I'd make it the title of the episode, but I just don't want to fucking encourage it. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to reinforce. It. I don't want to reinforce this kind of behaviour. <laughs> There's no fucking 2020 teams with a caricature of an Indigenous Australian as their fucking mascot. Yeah, but that doesn't exist anymore either. They've changed that. Yeah, but we didn't even have that. Like we're pretty fucking racist. Like we did, yeah. Evil. But I mean, we did have that. Fi- I mean, we, yeah, we. I mean, mean the rugby league community. I mean, we did have that that field out Ipswich way that was like, you know, that was like some guy, you know, N word. It was legitimately like an, yeah, like Ray N word Brown or yeah, whatever, his, yeah, it. whatever his name was, Royal, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty fucking out there. Oh, yeah, no, that's bad. <laughs> and and that's and that only got that only got changed like far too recently. Yeah, true. <laughs> like. So I think that's a bit, you know, that's yeah, that, that that's potentially more offensive than, than Chief Wahoo on a hat. Yeah, but a, a, a suburban ground in the most racist place in the country, you know. I mean, Ipswich is not Toowoomba as much as you'd like. To <laughs> I mean, whilst it is Toowoomba and Jace, I mean, it's... <laughs> oh god, I fucking was waiting for it, and there it is. 
It always comes back to Toowoomba, but doesn't yeah, it? Matter. fucking doesn't it? What? Diggertown, which is the name that they, of course, they changed it to after public sentiment started turning against them. And a few people publicly fucked up when they were trying to pronounce it. Yeah. And it, didn't it, take all much, little, and it, it all got a little hard. I'll tell you what. And it didn't take as much pain to change it, but just changed one letter. Yeah. I'll tell you, though, it's good, it's good for fucking the economy. You know, capitalism reigns again in Toowoomba. They've started to let other brands of cheeses back in the supermarket after the, their favourite changed the name. <laughs> oh. Shout out to all of our, uh, our Toowoomba listeners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll just let the record reflect. I tried. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. Specifically, Shane Cash. And there's a new cunt on the fucking block by the name of Jason Wardle. Fuck him too. Has <laughs> he made a cashies? No, he's not. He's a mate of Brad's. <laughs> Apparently, well. his goal, in his new goal in life, very successful man, I might add, yeah. and uh, spent a fair bit of time with him over the weekend. Very successful man. His number one goal in life currently is not to see his um, his two lovely children <clears throat> through uh, you know their great education or their sporting pursuits or to fucking go on a lovely holiday with his wife who's Fuck, he's punching above his weight. But anyway, his number one goal in life is to appear in or, or have his voice appear on this very podcast. And I said, not happening, cunt. <laughs> well, do you know what that sounds like to me? We need to reintroduce the fucking dial-in segment. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. I could just imagine it. Anyway. Although, now, can I, can I say, just as a side later. note, they, this is like this is a side note to the fiftieth side note. Yeah, for sure. People really do care about you, Glennie. People really do. I caught up with Wars on the weekend. Yes. And you know, it, it was it's it's lovely that he still fucking gives us a listen through all his international adventures. He's a and fucking he, great man. And he sort of in in his own very special kind way checked in, and he was like. You guys are What's only, that other cunt's name again? Well, no, you, you guys, you're only really joking when you're doing that to him, aren't you? And he's like, I know, I know he signs up, but I know he, he probably enjoys it, but I just want to... Like, how is he? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him. And, and, and I would hope that your response was... <laughs> Fuck, am I supposed to know? <laughs> Do I look like I give a shit? Who fucking cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is uh, that is funny though too that that someone like who's legitimately close to us, yeah, could could like even have like a seed of doubt in the back of their mind. What are people who don't know us at all in real life, awesome. apart from what they hear? It's like, very people who convincing don't, who, voice. People people hear our voice a couple of times a week, but they don't know, they don't know us and you know the, the dynamic and everything. I mean, they must think we're, we're just like the fucking cunts, and like Glenn is just the most abused fucking person. <laughs> Can you imagine how many times we've been called weak gutted dogs? And we don't just know it. Well, they see the traffic lights or something, and they just hear, yeah, they, they hear something about the like, oh, there's weak dogs. They're on, they're on the fucking Glenny again. The weak gutted dogs. Or is it gone full oh. circle? Do they, do, they, do, they take, do they take the brakes off while they're sitting at the train? <laughs> I can't do it anymore. <laughs> well, they're like they're taking like sympathy toaster baths or something. <laughs> For Glenny. I bath with Glenn. <laughs> toasters, no, you toasters, don't. Trust toasters me. In. Doesn't matter how sorry you feel for me, you don't want to bathe with me, I can tell you. <laughs> Hashtag toasters in for Glenny. Yeah. 
there's a mushroom in my toaster. <laughs> Hashtag fuck Clipsal. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. How did we get here? How many games have we done? Two. That's full time episode 485. <laughs> um, we're up to the manly game. <sighs> Yeah, I was going to talk about the manly point scoring, which is uh, we had uh, uh, two conversions to Ruben Garrick and uh, a couple of penalty goals to Ruben Garrick and a couple of tries to fucking the, the dead men. Um, <clears throat> although in death, in death, one of their names was Jason Saab. He probably did have his best fucking game, in, for, in best game he's ever had for the club. Yeah. And I mean, like last last year, he did score like a large number of tries and stuff like that in the asterisk <laughs> season where it was just touch football. But this was like everything that, that we've said this year about him. High balls, didn't miss. Um, strong carries back from kicks every time. Didn't get like ragdolled or anything. Like it was, it was ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> So at least I guess at least fucking God is uh got behind one because let me tell you the other I don't seven didn't play I think what six played five five played yep fucking four of them Fuck they them. you know they should they should have got aside from fucking like the three of them on the right hand side of the field but I mean I think they angered their lord. I mean, with their fucking behaviour, the way they played, because yeah. you see, because 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 uh, he fucking robbed them of their fucking footballing talent, and particularly in the in the in the realm of defence. Um, so God's a Space Jam fan, potentially. Yeah, I, I I think I think God's just not a fan of homophobes, and uh, he robbed them of their ability to tackle and, <laughs> and 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 read and read the the fucking extremely deceptive runs of Sean Lane because the difference in this game was frankly the fact that the same two players on the right-hand side, the the one on the furthest on the right and the one next to him, three times they fell, or four times they fell for the exact same yeah. fucking run from Sean Lane, two of which resulted in tries, one of which resulted in a try that was called back for a forward pass and um, one they, I think one they shut down like you know after the fact, or you know like cover shut down after the fact, and it's it's ridiculous because I mean this game like it's particularly in the, for probably the forty to fifty minutes it was a really good performance, and it was that was that was slow to get out of the blocks due to the aforementioned um, defensive issues on the right there, um, but they didn't get too far behind because um, the Eels couldn't convert their tries, but. Um, got back in the game, got back in the lead, and it was really just the then, it, it just became a matter of resilience because we had the situation there where Morgan Harper was robbed from the bunker of a fair try, and then that disappointment immediately turned into Wanga Blake, of all people, scoring a fucking one of the most miraculous like put downs, you know, out of bounds and in yeah, the corner that, that, we, that we've seen. That was like the, to the naked eye, to everything, it looked like he would have been out. But then you looked at it and just the absolute fucking, you know, millimeters involved, um, you know, with the ball position inside the inside the line, with his feet and everything outside uh, outside line. And I mean, and so it was just like the that, and then followed by the Wanga Blake try, and then at that point, it's just kind of like just a, a matter of general resilience where they just, you know. They just stopped competing, and then that was it. So, um, which is a shame. Like it's probably, and it's probably the tail of the season. To be honest, I mean, apart from in- injuries and other fucking just weird bullshit going on, the third fucking pillar of the of the season has has just been playing like fucking champions for fifty minutes, and and playing like and playing like shit for thirty, and costing them games. And that's happened probably three or four times. And at the end of the season, when they do the deep, when they do the the debrief, that's going to be the fucking story. Um, I mean, the Eels, 
for their part, I mean, they, they they took advantage down the left hand side. I mean, why wouldn't you fucking go to the same the same play? Um, they played, you know, their forwards got the advantage, particularly late, like in the last twenty minutes. As I thought, I was actually surprised it didn't happen earlier because we were we were very under strength in the forwards, and I thought they just primarily directed through there, but. It didn't happen for him for a long, long time until the game was, you know, there in that sort of there to be one at the end there, and that was ultimately the difference. The thing is, offloads as well. I don't know why Parramatta don't offload more. Like when they do, they're very difficult. They're very difficult to shut down. But it seems like they don't do it until like it's almost like they've got this mandate where they they can't do it until the sixtieth minute or something. Like yeah, it's just they. And when they start doing it, they always have success with it. But you're right. Yeah. I, I was going to point out though that that Sean Lane, and again, it, it was up against a you know sort of put together defensive line. But Sean, oh no, it was the, Sean, the defensive line was one that's played together a lot of fucking games except for last week, and the two players have played next to each other for the entire fucking season. Oh, I'm talking since about, they made their just talking about in their head. I'm I'm not sure how they're actually put together, but um, <laughs> Sean Lane has has come on, and he was, I, I think he was very heavily overrated. In, in previous seasons. When he played um, for like the Dogs or something and then he got like a big deal straight away to yeah, go to the Warriors, I think. That's it. But but he's a player who, and and I like when this happens, who sort of realised in his career that less is more. And he started to get a bit of the Cartwrights about him uh, where where it was, oh, oh, yeah, okay, I've got an offload. I can stick my head through and I've got these big fucking long arms and I can reach around people and, mm. and pass... And the people I'm passing to are generally very fucking fast or very fucking strong, and and yeah. it creates opportunities. But then he got into that. Well, I'm just going to offload every play now, mm. and I think yep. pulling that back now has forced him to bring other facets into his game. So, well, if I can stick my head through, but the offload's not on, then a fast play the ball's on, you know, yep. or or if I can look like I'm going to dig into the line. But then I've got a nice little soft short pass. That's deceptive as well. But yeah, I, I I don't know if you then, you know, the the whole Icarus thing. If you try and offload more. Well, no, no, I don't mean I don't mean Sean Lane. I mean like some of their other guys. Yeah. Like across the other side, that's that's where the that's where the success starts because they can all get an offload away. Yep. In a two man tackle and just keep you know just keep prolonging the play and it just wears teams down and I just think that. You know, in important games like finals games, I think that that sort of thing, you know, could be the difference between them, you know, winning and winning and losing some of these games. So mm. it's something they should be doing more of. But um, off you go, Glenn. Are you going to say now? No, I think in parts it was a it was a reasonable contest. Para really only pushed away in that last sort of fifteen. Like you yeah. say, you know, Manly played for 50 minutes or whatever. I think they only really pushed away in the last, not even 20 minutes, just slightly yeah. more than 15. But um, Ruben Garrick had a couple of moments at the back where he, he was beaten um, and he didn't get a lot of help from from the defensive line in front of him. Yeah, he's been um, on one leg for a month. Yeah. Poor cunt. And I mean, just like playing just through no other options. Yeah. But also it's really fucking hard too when you've got like five guys pouring through fucking yeah. backing up on two guys on each side of the fucking guy with the ball um, as well. The fact that he, he's... His pace isn't quite where it typically is. Um, certainly made Gutho look a whole lot faster than than I, I believe he really is. And all commentators oh, like Jack Road is fucking nuts, pretty hard. But he's um, one of those players like Callum Ponga where they just want to. They only need to get a little sniff. Yeah, let's get a sniff of the nuts and they're fucking they're back on for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
One one positive that I took away from from Para's performance is the fact that Dylan Brown really stepped up and and you know is is looking like he is going to take a lot, pick up a lot of the slack in Moses' absence. Um, yeah, and the and, thing is, he has to try and find and carve out his pathway where he can do it when Moses is there. Exactly. Yeah, and I think games like this where where Mitch Moses isn't is part of that process. Obviously, he's going to have to put it into practice when he comes back, but. Um, He's he's been a real shining light for Para for, for the large part of yeah, this season, and um, it's good to actually yeah I, I actually like him as a player, and um, he's actually a pretty solid human being as well. Like some of the stuff he's done with charity, etc. And, um, and it's good to see him take full advantage of the opportunities that he's having as as a. Um, you know, one of the, the focal points of Paris. Well, it's only, yeah, it's only, it's only getting better for him too because I mean, he'll be playing for he'll be playing for New Zealand in the halves with Jerome mm. Usmo's probably as well yeah, in the World exactly. Cup. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck yeah, socials on that one. Uh, Michael, it's the first two tries coming down DCE side after he shoots out of the line. Coincidence? I think not. Well, I mean, considering it was over fucking one one further over the other side where it all happened. Yeah. Ben. See, cool as HIA test is, recite Leviticus nineteen nineteen. He's safe. Yeah. yeah, it must it must have been too because I mean these days you don't see people come back from HIAs that they often. Don't. I mean, I, I don't know what this I don't know what the statistic is, but it feels more often. Yeah, more. Yeah, maybe it's just fucking. You know, some sort of confirmation bias or whatever. But it feels like to me that when someone goes off for one of those, that probably two thirds of the time they're probably not coming back. Yeah. Yeah, well, jeez, like, you know, I, I reckon that may be because now they're done by an independent doctor and not the club <laughs> doctor. <laughs> uh, no correlation isn't always causality, but um, well, I mean, like, are you, t- are you, are you, yeah, are you going to try and convince me that that clubs are going to leave players on, yeah, to the detriment of their health for the purpose of winning football games? No. How, I mean, no. oh, yeah. next thing you'll be telling me they're businesses, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, you said you are hearing it less and less now. <laughs> uh, and then he followed up with, uh, what odds would you get at the beginning of the year that the only host team to beat Para would be Real Dad? That's a fucking great one. Yeah, yeah, that is a great Jesus one. Jesus Christ. Decent stat. I can get behind when you, that. When, when you put it like that. <laughs> what a yeah. fucking shit year. There you go. Next game. <laughs> And what, but, but watch that. Watch these these fucking eels not even get to the grand final though. No. Despite that, but you, but hey, you know you beat our teams. That's it. Bully for you. Um, the rabbits forty eight to feed the warriors ten up at uh, Sunshine Coast. Uh, the rabbits. Okay, here's a list. A double to Latrell, uh, Ilias, Cook, Totola, Kolomatangi, Johnson, and Thompson with tries. Um, Latrell got eight conversions. The Warriors ten tries to Cozy and Sean Johnson. Sean Johnson one conversion. And I want to say Alex Johnson should have got a hat trick in this game too. But through, I mean, his own fucking selfishness at times. Like he's got a real case. Like he's he's starting to see these records fall over and stuff. Yeah. And that motherfucker's getting greedy. There was a an outright fucking try that he bombed streaming down the left hand touch line. He didn't quite have the pace to beat whoever it was coming across. And this is in the second half. He had two guys inside him to, to to pass to on the right, and he he bolted for the corner trying to yeah. When finals football comes up, motherfucker, you know that conversion might be important. That yeah, try is important. That's, you know you you pass to the guy that can run it under the sticks untouched, mate. Yeah. Like 
Anyway. Um, I feel like this game epitomised South. Um, Cam Murray and, and Cook were really active early on and, and Cook threw the ruck and, and the Warriors were willing participants in the fact that he was he was starting to carve them up. And, and Murray, off the back of that, um, with his short passing game, really got them and, and laid the platform for the contest with their consistent and, and class involvements. And then Luttrell just come in and added his fucking brute strength and talent and polish. And um, in direct contrast to that, the game also epitomised the Warriors, who were rubbish. Yeah. yeah. And then and the, the second half of this game epitomised every other game this week, where teams <laughs> that are supposed to be contenders have been fucking awful mm. for large tracks of the fucking game. Yeah. And my in this one, the second half, what was the fucking halftime score? Was uh, I, I don't remember. But like after about the 50th minute, the Rabbitohs looked like... I mean, the the Warriors, I was talking about that try that that, uh, that AJ bombed. The Warriors legitimately bombed like four tries in the second half that were like length of the field tries where if they just had have thrown their pass, you know, the pass a bit earlier, taken a better option, this game could have easily ended up to being like 48 points to 30 or something. Yeah, easily. 36 to 6 at halftime. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it wraps up fucking terrible. Like, possession in the second half, they're just ball security the second half was horrible. Um, and their defense was terrible. I mean, they only, they only considered that one extra try to the Warriors in the second half. But holy shit, the clean line breaks from 20 meters out from their own line mm. that almost result, you know, they're cut down with five meters to go or whatever. Yeah. And then just ruined through poor options or whatever following that. It's was, it was fucking crazy. I mean, the scoreline actually flattered the, the Rabbitohs <laughs> despite the fact that, you know, they clearly deserve to win. Yeah. They were never in danger of losing the game. But man, they got some shit to work on too. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, they do. I don't know. Uh, Dominic, which I think, fuck, uh, he's the staunchest warrior on here. Not even fucking Levius gets in there and commentates on all the games anymore. He's too busy getting yoked down the Gold Coast. Uh, Dominic, he said, for the amount of defense the Warriors have done this year, you'd think they'd be good at it. <laughs> However, <laughs> the kickoffs, what? Perfection. Greg. The Warriors, obviously not prepared for any contact through the middle. One touch and they crumble. They're basically the World Trade Center of the NRL. Hayden said, and it's going to be a cricket score put on the Warriors. think they're just looking forward to the end of year trip and anything at the moment. Shit defense, shit mentality, shit on attack. Shit go of a game from the Warriors. Fuck, not even the scaffolders want to claim them. Ouch. <laughs> there you go. Got, got scaffolders fucking stepping off. Next Large. game. <laughs> Next game. The... All right, the uh, Panthers 26 defeat the Raiders 6 in Canberra. Uh, the Panthers 26 uh, tries through Appy, Crichton, Dylan Edwards, and Salmon. That uh, who is not a weak gutted dog, as previously stated from Ricky. Um, Crichton four conversions and a penalty goal. The uh, Raiders tried to Papali'i and Fogarty with the conversion, and that was the start of the game like, where the Raiders were looking okay. But um, then Appy scored the easiest fucking try you've ever seen in your life to answer Absolutely. about four minutes later. And um, that was that. All fight gone out of the Raiders. Oh, fuck. I'll tell you, I, I didn't get to see this game. I was at a, a friend's 40th Saturday evening um, and haven't had 80 minutes to spare to sit down and watch it. I do want to watch it later in the week. Just, Just watch the mini. I mean, it's not great. Oh, look, you know... What, I was going to say I'm a glutton for punishment, but 
the great thing the great things about this game are the things that you can tell you, you could tell from looking at the score at the scoreline anyway. You tell that the guys the team, particularly Appy, stood up yeah. under strength with like starting halves out of the side. Yep. And yeah, that's ra- it. Just, just, just look, look, this is this to... was very unrated, like very unrated Raiders ish. Yeah, <clears throat> I think the Raiders got in their own heads. There was a bit of chat uh, in the lead up to the game about you know the ambush and all the fucking rest of it, and uh, I think they had visions of making a real statement about where they are um, in comparison to the to the top teams such as the Panthers, even though they were on strength. I'm like um, a, I'm not a military tactician either, but generally the idea of an ambush is you don't say there's going to be an ambush before the ambush is set I, to take I place. I feel like telling someone I mean, that you're going to ambush them is counterproductive to the process. Yeah. I mean, it ceases to become an ambush at that point, <laughs> yes, right? Exactly. <laughs> yes. um, so whilst Canberra did make a statement, I think they said way more about where they aren't than where they yeah, are. Yeah. So and, the statement um, is that their season is over. But but here's the thing though. That that would have been something that was you know pre-prepared a couple of weeks ago or or even a week ago when, but before that current Panthers squad rolled into town, because that was the wrong fucking angle to take. It's not. Yeah. Oh, we've got an ambush prepared for these fucking arrogant Panthers. This is you know we're we're going to take this opportunity against an understrength side, and really put our best foot forward. Blah 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 blah. blah. Um, that's what Penrith do. They show you you who you truly are. And the Raiders scored first, and it was the longest fucking fade in the history of the NRL. Didn't even wait till the second half. And I just wonder about the post-match comments from, from Ricky. I mean, like they certainly took all one hundred percent of the attention away from the actual game. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him that. But you know, do I don't. That. I, I don't think it. Yeah, I still don't think it helps. Them where where look you know it's yeah much much like Manly I mean if they win all of their games to the end of the season then they're a chance of somebody stumbling and you know sneaking in you know Brad bring into eighth spot or something like that that's it but you know I just I just feel like they're like this game I think this game has shattered the shattered them that's it yeah there you go. I don't know what their runs like going home I mean I know they got Manly how was how was Dylan Edwards I can't wait to see him play. All I've been reading about is how he's a fucking he was outstanding. Dally M winner. He was outstanding. Let's be clear. Buzz Rothfield said he could <laughs> potentially be a... Da- I mean, he's not stacking points at the same rate as like someone like Nico Hines is. But despite that... Look, as I said... Buzz Rothfield. <laughs> Buzz Rothfield. thing said by an, easy, by an idiot does not make it any less true. Yeah, but it's really hard to... I mean, until Dally M night, you can't really ascertain the truthfulness of that statement and I think that you'll find that the the very same Buzz Rothfield that you have railed against for probably six years now and dismissed every single thing that's come out of his mouth and uh, yeah, invited him to come on the show so you could fucking anal fist him now, now I'm going to invite now you want to give him the, the fucking show. now you want to so give him the gut gut 3000 fuck me dead oh no I still still fucking hate everything that guy stands for Sorry, Glennie. Except you were that. praising Dylan. <laughs> Look, I have to say, I've been a fairly vocal cr- critic of Dylan Edwards, and I've, I have been of the opinion that you can get at him if you kick at him, kick to him often enough. I think he's worked hard on that that area of his game where he, you know, by by his own admission, had some areas in his game, but um, I 
I was impressed. He played hurt. Yep. Uh, he he rallied the the defense and yep. he he stood up as a leader and he fucking pushed up through the middle. He was always there in support, even playing hurt. And you know you have to give a guy credit for the you know Canberra. Canberra doesn't have a small pack either, yeah. and he was still right there in the middle yeah. uh, whenever there was a quick play of the ball um, to, to to work off the back of Appy's um, darts out of dummy half. And, you know, the chances of, of being hurt more yeah. by copping a short ball and then getting blindsided by one of those Canberra forwards is, is a very real prospect for him, and, and he didn't miss a beat. So um, you've got to give the guy credit. Yeah, fuck yeah. Perfect. Yeah, so the final, the, the final word I would say about Canberra is actually they surely they can't be done for the season because apart from the game against Manly, they're going to lose. They're going to be playing the Dragons. Don't worry, we'll let. They're going we'll to be playing. They're going to be playing. They're going to be playing the Knights, and then I think they finish up against the Tigers. So they've got a solid fucking three wins. So if, if if a bunch of teams capitulate, there is a there is a slight chance for them. Fuck yeah. Uh, Jason. All right, socials. Said Hudson Young has been learning from the Jack Whiten school. Always exciting, often unpredictable, rarely intelligent. <laughs> He's been fucking good for them over this last run. He's been better than like some of their more, like someone traditionally who's been a great performer than like Elliot Whitehead's been fucking, mm. you know, he's been fading, you know, much like the trajectory of the club. Oof. And Hudson Young, I mean, he's he takes mana from fucking the goop, the goop, the, you know, the around eyeballs and stuff like that. And he's, he's converted into talent. So he's the fucking Corinthian. <laughs> fucking hell. Um, funny you say that. Cause the next comment is Jake. who said, Elliot Whitehead moves about as well as Alex McKinnon. I'm fucking dumbfounded how he gets picked every week. <laughs> captain or not. Oh. Wow. John, he said every week it's getting harder to make the eight. Is this the Raiders season? I hope not. Great second half either way. Terry said 6-0 up and the fade is fade. The fucking arrogance go to their house, missing our three best players and put on a clinic. Kevin said, toughest game I've seen Penrith play in a long time. Side note, whoever at Fox decided to keep putting Vossie and Annis together is a cunt. <laughs> Nathan said, suck my dick from the back, Ricky. John said, the green machine never gave up. Valiant but had no answers. Penrith were faster, fitter and hit harder. Without their stars, humbled the Raiders. This was the game the Raiders needed to win. Hats off to Dylan the Wall Edwards. You're hearing it more and more. Australian rep jersey. Fuck off, <laughs> Joe. Yeah. Not my fullback. It was funny. I saw the. I, I saw like all the. All this the is Dylan, a Canberra fan. John. I saw Canberra all the Dylan fan. Edwards stuff, and then I saw, and then I saw Teddy's stats for the for for the Roosters game, and they were like fucking double everything. And I'm going, you look at you look at Edwards on a, a, in a in a vacuum. You go. Fucking, he, he had a pretty good game. Yeah. And then you look at Teddy, like literally doubled everything. Do you know the stat that Teddy Sorry. will forever beat Edwards in? Racism. Racism. And so just for that, <laughs> he's not my Australian fullback. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Dylan Edwards is under the radar. We don't know who, we don't know what, what kind of slurs he's dropping. He, he lives in, but we will, we will he, now. Phil, now he's on, now he's on fucking Phil Rothfield's radar. Man, he lives in Penrith. <laughs> You're too scared to slur out there. You got to, you got to ask everyone what they are. <laughs> Joe said I'd argue that Ricky's team who were playing at home for their season against a second grade Panthers team and still lost by 20 are in fact the weak gutted dogs <laughs> hashtag hard to argue. more of a Morty than a Rick that's it uh, Shanta he said don't know about the weak gut but Salmon got that dog in him 
Oh, fuck. And, uh, Nathan. Different Nathan. Not you. He said, I would like to publicly apologise to anyone who I may have made cry when I was 12. You know, just in case their parents are in a position of authority and influence and now want to call me out on it. <laughs> uh, I look forward to, ch- to chatting about that more and it should be well and truly wrapped up for the Wednesday episode. That's it. Um, the uh, Sharks 24 defeat the Dragons 18 at uh, Reclaim Australia Stadium. The Sharks 24 through tries to uh, Hines, Trindle, Wilton and Graham. Four conversions from as many attempts as Nico Hines. The Dragons 18 tries to Debellin, Monga and Fenai with two conversions, sorry, to Zach Lomax and a penalty goal. Once again, continuing the incomplete game week. Incomplete week. Incomplete yeah, round, whatever you want to call I, it. it. It definitely was. I think Cronulla... Sharks look lethal. They shot shot out of the blocks. And um, the Dragons, to their credit, they stuck with them just enough and and then started to turn things around and came at the Sharks. And Cronulla looked shaky. Um, Yeah, when they conceded that one try when they had the, uh, when they had Sims in the, in the sin bin. mm. But like in that first half, they fucking hung in there pretty well. Yeah. The Dragons. Um, And I feel like, I, I don't really understand the Dragons. I wouldn't say the Dragons are typically adept at stripping teams for numbers out wide, but fuck me, they were just cutting cutting the Sharks to shreds there at one point. And, um, you know, just seemed to be on the outside of guys um, regularly. But I, I guess the Sharks hung on and Nico Hines had another good game. It was good to see Wade Graham get a try. Um, yep. I think he's he's going to be important for them uh, come finals time with his experience and his you know um, his leadership. It's good to see him um, starting to contribute more and more. And um, I think the Sharks probably won't do much more than than take the win and probably dust themselves off and realise that they're gonna they they are a lot better than what they showed in this game and they're going to have to be. Yep. I would agree. I don't know. I don't have a lot more. You've you covered it off perfectly, Glenny. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. And again, another fucking side is going into the finals. I just cannot put eighty minutes together. Yeah. yeah. Um, What's going to happen in finals? So uh, I think I think chaos. it'll be a good final season. Chaos. I, I think they'll, they'll reset. Um, Richard he said, "Sharks v Dragons derbies really disappoint. Yet this one did. Sharks got to lead. The Dragons really look like breaking it down." Hines and Nakora were standouts for the Sharks. Seeing a third-generation Dykes debut for the Sharks was nice. He showed some glimpses early as to why he got his chance. For the Dragons, Hunt played almost alone hands. Sims, Sinbin aside, was really solid. Bird and DeBellard had some effort plays, but the Dragons are about as creative as the days of our lives. Scriptwriters, fuck. How they've won nine games is a mystery. And uh, the other comment here sums it up. Um, again... I was at a 40th, and uh, Chris said, admin sent to the bin for putting up the game thread over an hour after the game is over. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I went to post now, it. What about didn't, the, didn't mate, what, what the fuck are you doing with a life? Fuck, be dead. Just fucking what, get that what, shit now, loaded. Now, now, now what, what about the, the sim bin for the sims? The sim, should have been binned? Been I'm sufficient? Surprised. Should have been uh, sent off? I think I've seen them sent, and, and as we all have, I think it was forceful. Um, and there was contact with the head. Typically, that's you know it's, did, it's up to the. Didn't the, they say there was? The, the it's two out of three. Contact with the head, forceful and late. They're the three parameters they judge them on now. Yeah, yeah. 
and two out Probably of the late, yeah. Oh well, no. So if if you've passed the ball, if, or if you've got a, two out of those three, yeah, yeah, two two out of those three. So forceful and late mm. should be enough. Now that's to go to the bin though, not to get sent off. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like it, it, no, it, it, def, it definitely was to the head, and it was definitely <laughs> forceful. I mean, it was aided and abetted, I think, though, by the the Sharks player was definitely falling into it, and he wasn't he wasn't swinging his arm upwards or going for a big. Sh- he was going for like a solid hit, but his arm was so low he was going to wrap. You know, it was like a, yeah. it was he was going for heavy contact wrap the ball and the guy sort of falling into position where he sort of got him with his bicep or whatever. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's, um, that ends his dragon's career because he's, uh, taken the plea. So he's, uh, gone for the next four weeks. Yeah. And, uh, he R- shall resume R- his next career. Year. Storm. Storm's my mistake. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, we move to Sunday and Bundaberg where the North Queensland Cowboys 28 defeated the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 14. And the uh, Cowboys, a double Scott Drinkwater. Uh, Luciano Leilua, Chad Townsend, and Griffin Neem also with tries. Val, three conversions and a penalty goal. The uh, Doggies, 14. Tries to who else? The Fox, Burton, Flanagan, and Burton, one conversion. Down 10 nil after 30 minutes. The Cowboys showed some composure to work themselves back into the game and, and ended up with full control of the contest. And um, a lot of that was, you know, Leilua had a real impact on the game and did some great things. And Drinkwater, who I believe is developing a real knack for coming up with clutch plays for the Cowboys. He's done it time and time again this season. And um, he, he was instrumental in the Cowboys, a getting their way back into the game, but then pulling away Uh, for the Bulldogs. <clears throat> Young Karaz is a real positive for them. Um, I think you can see him growing in confidence with more time in first grade and, and more games under his belt. Um, he's he's a real talent and, and just seems to be one of those guys that is around the ball. When he's around the ball, good things happen. And, and it's good to have, for the Bulldogs at least, it's good for them to have another... Uh, potential point of attack um, in in the coming seasons, rather than just relying on Burton and the Fox every fucking yep. every every play. So, um, yeah, I, I think the Cowboys again they won't they won't be fucking telling their grandkids about this performance, but it's important win nonetheless. Yeah, and it was one of the, it's the story. I mean, all the revival of the Bulldogs has been great in terms of attack, but even in games where they've been in front, we see the same thing after about sixty minutes mm. is when they either take their foot off the gas when they're putting it to a side, or if they're chasing in the in the case with the Cowboys. I mean, they they got in got ahead you know, just just after half time, or probably what ten minutes after half time. Yep. Um, but then after that, it got to the point where once the Cowboys got back ahead. They went back to back pretty quickly to sort of give themselves a little bit of breathing space past the converted try margin. Yep. And then after that, they just went on with it, and the dogs never had a sniff again. Yeah, yeah that's it. Socials on that one. Joshua, he said, What a fucking turnaround for this club. Nate was so on the money. What the fuck was Trent doing week in, week out as coach? Vindicated. 
for your yep. hatred of. Mm. I would like to officially. Uh, um, I am going to uh, pull out those files. I'm going to bundle them up into uh, some permanent storage and then take them to my permanent agenda storage facility. <laughs> I feel like I, I no longer need the documentation. The Smithsonian of this, agendas. This this matter has uh, has been officially closed, <laughs> and we are going to uh, free up our our filing cabinet for the next agenda, <laughs> whatever that may be. I will, I will say though. <laughs> They could, and I've said it before um, on the show. Like, why is Mick Potter not really being talked about as a long-term propositionist coach? The fucking disrespect, because I mean, how good he's got him going at the moment. Mm. Then you know, you add yeah. like a, you know, you, you got like Marnie coming in there, and then you've got you know Kickow coming in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's he'd no be nonsense, and he's his, not a high-profile, yeah. but you can't argue with how quickly he turned them around. From where they were under Barrett, Barrett walks like leaves or is pushed. Although and then he comes in, here's his thing though. Like I've, I've seen situations where where teams have had a a manager, um, and fuck me, don't get me started on managers. But um, they they have a manager, and the manager's demanding things being done a certain way, and then the manager leaves. And the new person comes in and just gives a tiny little bit of freedom, right? So now all of a sudden, there's this little bit of freedom for the people to to behave and work and be day in, day out, more of how they would do things if they were in charge. So it's not necessarily that the new leaders come in and is amazing or is offered anything new themselves. I think the Bulldogs just needed someone that wasn't Trent. Well, well, how how many times did they run a fucking... Burton for Fox kick across field on the third tackle <laughs> under Barrett. Mm, How yeah. many times? You know, and I don't think not, Mick Potter's not not, off, not, to not try that it. often, really. I'm not sure yeah. Nick, Mick Potter's there and he's going, "Oh, have I got the fucking play for you, cunts?" But he's allowing them to that that little bit of play what they see. freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that they know that's not a long term option. Anything else you want to add on this one? Nah, lovely, uh, John. Said perhaps a contributing factor as to why the Cowboys are getting better than going better than expected this year. They'll play all twelve of their designated home games at Townsville. <clears throat> Warriors at Redcliffe, Parrot at Darwin, Tigers at Suncorp, Bulldogs at Bundy. You could argue are Cowboy home games. They will only have to travel south of Queensland six times this year. Yeah, and I mean certainly, you certainly could argue it's a Cowboy home game. Of course it is. I mean, yeah, essentially. Yeah, I mean because the Cowboys will take anything fucking north of, north of like. Like gimpy, yeah. Essentially, yeah. It's, it's, so. it's a fucking lot closer to Townsville well, than it is to fucking Bankstown. And, and let, <laughs> let me put it out there though, that's because the amount of work the Cowboys as a club do. There's very little spoken about the actual fucking geography that that club sends people to. Mm. They do a lot of fucking work with remote kids and a lot of kids in indigenous communities, and that was championed by JT. Yeah. When, when he was at the club, but also now that he's got you know some some clout there and say up high, um, I think they deserve for those things to be fucking home games. Yeah. So Toowoomba's a fucking hole. They're gonna have some advantages. Uh, Jordan. Toowoomba or Townsville? Townsville. Townsville. Both. Yeah. I agree. I agree on both. Yeah. Towoomba is Toowoomba is a place where the where the St George Illawarra Dragons take a home game. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, all hell Scott Bongwater. Couldn't get a run for the first four games. 
and turns his fortunes around. Also, Nanai is 19. How much of a player will he be if he keeps his trajectory? Yeah, fucking certainly will. Oh, fucking what about with just another, I'll say one, but imagine him with two full off-seasons under his yeah. belt. Yeah, I know. That footwork, that speed, that explosiveness, and yep. an extra fucking 10 kilos fucking of raw fucking... Jesus yeah. Christ. And, th- and the thing is, the like... Fuck out of here. He has, he has all those great athletic attributes, but he also has that, that ability to find himself in the right place at the right time as well. Well, it's, more, it, yeah. it's the fucking want. Yeah, you've yeah. got a want it's, to be Yeah, the it's ball. that, oh, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm going to be where the fucking action is. Mm. Oh, is there a ball in the air? I'm fucking jumping for that. It's Jason said it was an expected loss today, especially when it's 12th versus second. And at the end of the day, it was five tries to three. The stats, mind you, tell you the dog should have lost by more. They had 45% possession, 60% completion rate, ran 600 metres less, and had over 30 missed tackles. Those numbers there tell me this is still a long way to go to be competitive week in, week out. Still, we are on the improve, unlike other teams who are, let's say, on the decline. Nice. Liam, that was like watching a boxing match between Stephen Hawke... Oh, hang on, don't worry. On to the next game. That was, that was a Tigers one. Whoops. Yeah, and, and yeah, 100% correct. I've not yeah, I don't even know yeah. the rest of it, I've but I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> the Newcastle Knights, 14, defeated the West Tigers, 10, at Campbelltown. And uh, the Knights, their 14, came through a double to Inari Twala. Uh, Tex Hoy with a try. Clifford one conversion from three attempts, making it close. Uh, the Tigers, their tries came through Brent Naden and uh, Asukapa. Dewey won a conversion from two attempts. Now, patrons, you'll find in your feed <laughs> a uh, Game Companion member side where myself and Glennie uh, spoke about this game as we watched it live in the second half. Um, so if you feel... To if you're feeling sore, if you If you are feeling... Um, I don't know, like self-loathing or, yeah. you know. If cutting your own dick off didn't do it for you, listen fire to up, Fire up the KO, <laughs> get to the second half and wait for us to tell you where to sink it. And you can listen to two men experiencing unfathomable levels of suffering <laughs> <laughs> and obligation. <laughs> Glennie, you do it. <laughs> you talk about this, please. Look. What a pack of cunts um, who played another pack of cunts who just happened to score more points on the day. Um, Tigers playing at Campbelltown, and quite often, um, as is the case, they've played like absolute fucking bustards. And, you know, it does nothing for the for the black and white uh, blowhards fucking still trying to hang on to, to the magpies and... and you know, raise their fucking pickets on the hill and all the rest of it um, to say that we're a, you know, a true joint venture coming out and fucking putting our best foot forward whenever we take the field because whenever we play at Campbelltown, we play like absolute fucking rubbish. Um, the 99 Magpies. Yeah. Yeah. It's It could be just, you know, a real tip of the cap, but no one realises it and they just realised how poor we are. Um we miss Jacko badly. Um, I thought Jock Madden tried his best. Sorry, no. Um, can you just can you just give the explanation you gave in the the group chat as to why Jacko's so important to the Tigers? 
Um, I think I, I expect it's the same thing what I said to said to Glennie yesterday, but it's uh yeah he he touches it fifty times a half let's say forty five fifty times a half. Yep. And the benefit of Hastings, we've we've said that he touches it so often, but he doesn't really do a lot with it. Like he's not like massively over the top in terms of like try assists and that sort mm. of thing. Um, you know, and like you know busts and whatever line break assists. But he got fifty touches a half, and so his true value is that. In games where where he plays and gets fifty touches a half, that's fifty touches that don't have to be distributed evenly amongst the other sixteen spastics Frittatas. in the West Tigers. Yeah, in, in the West Tigers side, and because let me tell I you, I not disagree with that. A solid, a solid Jackson analysis. Hastings touch, even if he goes to ground with ball in hand, is a thousand times better than one of these ones where, like, you know someone drops it or passes it into someone's head or, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> over the sideline yeah, or that's fucking it. whatever. Yeah. Um, no, from the from the moment Newcastle kicked in behind Ken Mamalo, who took the field with what looked like a bionic knee that rather than being surgically inserted had just been put on with tape um, and he couldn't turn... Uh, well, I think he was still turning as Joala put the ball down. Um, Newcastle came with a siege mentality given the week they'd had and a lot of the press um, with, with O'Brien copping a fair bit of stick and um, stories of unrest amongst the playing group and all the rest of it. Um, and having said all that, they were still well and truly there to be beaten um, as that game wore on and the Tigers were just not fucking good enough <laughs> at the end of the day. That's, uh, you know, they had an opportunity there to, to, to actually steal it um, at the death and they ruled uh, with, with Dewey uh, tapping, the, tapping the kick uh, to, to Dano to score and they ruled a knock-on and um, don't hate it. It's probably a 50-50, but they had more than enough ball and more than enough opportunities to, to win the game and fuck them all up. So um, Newcastle weren't great, but they were slightly better than the Tigers and that was that. Yeah, the Tigers played 20 minutes, maybe but yeah, 25 minutes of this game. Ten. Most probably, yeah, 10 you ten, reckon? 10. I'm going to be generous and say 20 to 25 minutes a game. And oh, they... Well, fuck, if you want to, you need to go back and watch that again. And do it to yourself. I'd rather not. <laughs> I'd rather not. I mean, if it's a choice between that and just agreeing with you, okay, fine, 10. <laughs> Righto. <laughs> okay. Glad you'd see things my way. But in that period of time, I mean, they had, they certainly had you know, more than enough opportunities. Like, the thing, like, a lot of things angered me about this game. But, I mean, the you can distill this game down to that fucking last minute of the game where the Tigers <laughs> had one, one play. Yeah left and they start like the, the ball was played probably three meters out and they swing it left <laughs> they probably like the the balls played like probably around the left goalpost from memory and so they spin it out to the left where there's two fucking players and there was about eight knights defenders whereas the entirety of the west tigers team was over on the right probably stretched out i, I mean i haven't i don't care to go back and watch and see but I wonder if they were stretched out into a great deep back line ready for a simple catch and pass to go over in the corner and fucking tie the game up. But, oh, my God. 
the only, if if you went out to that game, I salute you, Tigers fans. If you trekked out to Campbelltown to watch that game, I salute you. Um, Newcastle fans. Big Dan was out there. Big Dan. And look, he well, fucking, he got the win. He would have enjoyed in some level. There's some enjoyment in that. But he also fucking very much deserves to sit on the hill and watch that absolute fucking eighty minutes of tripe dished up by two sides that are fucking rubbish. Um, but he's had a tough week as a Knights fan, so he, he would have he would have been walking out of Campbelltown smiling. Oh, yeah, mass- yeah, massive. I mean, the, the kind of the kind of smile that I would imagine greeted US US Marines when they were liberating people from the death camps in in <laughs> Poland and Germany, like that kind of smile, like the people who have you know, seen some shit. They, they've seen some shit. <laughs> they've endured they've, some they've stuff. Been, they've, they've endured unimaginable horrors. And they're, like, they're, they're probably skinny because, like, the food's no good out there at the ground. And, yeah, that's 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 the, the image that I would like to yeah, leave people with. have got dysentery from the pies <laughs> sold. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck me. Socials, please. Let's forget. This is the worst fucking game of the year. <laughs> fuck off, cunt. This is worse the than the Titans been, game. In, the Tigers have this, been involved. It's in worse than the Titans. Th- 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 yeah, well, okay. I mean, but the Titans versus the Tigers, that one, that's definitely one. Yeah. This is one. What's the other one? They're Tigers, the two that stick out. Tigers. Definitely top two. Tigers Sharks was bad. Um, fuck. Anyway. What was the other one? Liam. He said, that was like watching a boxing match between Stephen Hawking and Christopher Reeve. It's also why I wasn't upset about the Cowboys game. We would have just wasted those two points anyway. Let someone who appreciates <laughs> nice things have them. <laughs> Jared, he said, I fully blame Glenn for this performance. Gronking off in the preview app. Yeah. Ross. I've got it in my game. I don't know what to do with myself after we win. I had my rant, refs faulting, already written. <laughs> Isaac, he said, with some luck, we come away with a win. Luckily, we were playing the Tigers. And the Tiger will Tiger. Nick, he said the Knights beat the Tigers, who beat Para, who beat Penrith. If only the NRL was a meritocracy. (laughs) (laughs) Three degrees of separation. The Tigers should be fucking, should have lost fucking three games in two seasons. There you go. (laughs) So, round 21 in the books. Done. And that concludes episode 485 as always, thanks to new listeners. Thank you for the new people in the uh, in the Facebook group. And uh, there's quite an influx today because Stepdad, I noticed, did uh, did uh, put a post up there on our on our Facebook page to say, "Hey, no action here. All the actions in the group," which did spur um, some more signups, which was great to see. So, uh, welcome to the group, those people. If you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, go to Facebook, search for the group hashtag Twill Nation. Or go to our page this week in league, and you'll see there'll be uh, links over there for you to get in there. And uh, yeah, jump in the Facebook group and uh, get amongst it. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash this week in league. Extra episodes, merch drops, and more. Check your tier. It's uh, fucking great. And there's a back catalog of over 100 hours of content. Do we need to rename a tier? Already. One tier porridge? <laughs> so it's the, the tear of porridge. 
<laughs> yeah, well, you, you, you think of you think of the inclusions and the way that the, the way to sell. I mean, like you know, how easy is it to post a snaplock bag? <laughs> I was going to say. Although, oh, that reminds me. Yeah, reminds me after we stopped recording, I had a special request from someone, uh, one of the one of the members. So, um, <laughs> that, that we will because we do serve the, serve our members, we will absolutely uh, grant them their request. And uh, yeah, so look out for that. Okay. If you made a special request, look out for that over the coming weeks as the merch starts to come in from the uh, the the drops, the, the mid year drops. Well um, done. Anything else, fellas, that we would like to uh, discuss before we uh, pull the pin on this one? Oh, no, I'm done. All right. On that note, then, thanks for listening, and we will uh, talk to you guys again in a couple of days. That you will. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 